Welcome to Out of the Crossfire, the PlayStation podcast from the Out of Lives Network. I'm Ben Noda, and this week it's a two-man podcast. I'm joined by Dave Wyatt. What up? Hey, hey. I thought it was X-Fire. <laughs> we'll have another angry letter from Adam Thomas. <laughs> yeah, well. Former X-Fire host. Maybe. He gets in touch occasionally, tells us how well... Or not, we're doing. Yeah, I wouldn't say wow. It wasn't, this, it wasn't glowing with positivity. But then when is he? You can't tell with his monotone That's very true, yeah. exactly. exactly. It could be praise, might, might not be, I don't know. Yeah, um, never mind. So, this week, we've got a lot of news to talk about. Uh, and the big news, the thing we're going to kick off with, Dave, you bought yes. a PS4. Yes, I've actually given myself reason to be on the podcast. By getting a PlayStation yeah. 4. Yeah, I um, I can't remember last time if I said I was going to be a few weeks off getting one, but um, I ended up just picking one up literally three or four days later. Nice. Uh, it, it was tough to justify buying one at the minute because we've got weddings and, and babies and whatnot. Um, but my fiancé decided to put the rest of the money in herself, and, and yes, yeah, so now I've got a PlayStation. I am one of the PlayStation masses. Nice. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. It opens you up to a lot of, of very good exclusives. Absolutely, uh, yeah. fantastic games. And obviously, we um, we told you that one of those games should be Until Dawn, uh, which you've played. Yeah, well, I obviously again going back to money. I got the PlayStation, and then I couldn't really splash out on those games, so I opted to just dump. Uh, was it four ninety nine at the minute for the uh, PlayStation Plus? Yep, for the month. Yeah. yeah, just for the monthly one. And uh, yeah, jumped into Until Dawn and instantly fell in love with that game. Mm. Like, I did I did the whole my whole playthrough in two sittings. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was hooked. I mean, I had to put it down at one o'clock the, night, the first night because, you know, I, I didn't know how much was left. Didn't want to Google anything for spoilers. Mm. And, and left it. And then the, the next day when I got in from work straight on it and and then blasted through the last sort of four or five hours and yeah absolutely fantastic nice nice it's definitely one of those games that you don't want to know much about whilst you're playing yeah um in terms of story and sort of potential spoilers because because of the options and the the different sort of ways that you can guide the characters through a level you don't know sort of what's coming and to have any kind of knowledge of that would change those decisions for you or it might not it depends on what kind of playthrough you want whether you want to save everybody or whether what you want everybody to to, to die uh which i can understand you know with some of the characters you probably want them to to die a there was death. there was see i kind of play this game as a bit more um role-playing like if i know that a choice i'm going to make is likely to result in that person's death but i think that character is going to make it mm. would would make that tr- that choice in that situation based on their character that i've interacted with so far i will go ahead and make that choice rather than save them because narratively that makes sense to me sure sure so i didn't actually play the game with the aim to make as many from survivors as possible because i could have easily saved i think i lost four okay which isn't too bad um i've been told but each of those deaths I felt fit. Mm. Um, I won't go into details again for, for spoiler reasons if you haven't already played it. because I think it's too late to pick it up now if you haven't because I think 
that we start today as day of recording? No. Um, Tomorrow? Day of, day of recording, you can still pick it up, which is the 31st of July. But by the time this yeah, comes out... Yeah, by the time it comes out tomorrow on Tuesday, which will be the first, uh, I believe the new PS Plus games um, will be available for download because normally they're released on the first Tuesday of every month. It just so happens that the first Tuesday this month is the first. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. We'll talk a bit more about that in a second. But no, um, I loved it. and Because there are there is a, a, a sort of VR sequel, isn't there? Or I say sequel, is it sort of set in the same universe? Well, there's, there's the... Um, on rails, yeah, one. the on rails sort of shooter that came out round about um, PSVR's launch, and the name of that completely escapes me. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but there's another one coming out, which is it is based in the universe. I think it's it's set uh, within the asylum, um, and set quite a, a while before Until Dawn, um, which is what we saw at A3 just gone, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to see more in that mm. sort of universe. I want to see more from that studio as well. That's definitely automatically on my list of studios I'll be paying more attention to now. Yeah, nice, nice. And um, yeah, fantastic. Good. And beautiful as well. That's a really good looking it game. It is. It's a very good looking game. Lighting in that game is fantastic. So I, I still haven't finished it. Um, just too many other games uh, have, have cropped up over the last couple of weeks. Um, I reviewed Yonder, which is a big open world, um, very relaxing, very calming, very pleasant game. No combat. It's very sort of Wind Waker-esque in its aesthetic. But yeah, I reviewed that for Out of Lives, so you can go to the website and have a look at that. That is a PlayStation 4 and Windows PC game, I believe. Can't get it on anywhere else at the moment. Uh, but it's a nice, uh, it's like a nice sidecar game. So if you're playing something else quite intensely, uh, it's nice to be able to jump into that and just have a very relaxing sort of play session. One to play for maybe the last sort of hour before bed, uh, just to just to chill you out a little bit. Uh, so it's it, it's a fun little game. So it's almost like the the opposite of Until Dawn. Yeah, very much, very much. Not much narrative, no sort of scripted scenes. It's it's just a, a nice. Journey, I suppose I should say. It's not Journey, obviously, because that game's fantastic. But it's just it's just a nice, pleasant game. But I've also been playing a couple of betas, and you and I discussed the Destiny Two beta. Yes, which you can listen to. Mm, mm, you can over on the um, Out of Lives feed for on the test. Um, but I also tried the Lawbreakers beta, uh, which was available on PlayStation Four this week. This gone uh, the weekend just gone. Uh, I think it was available on PC as well, but that's that is really fun. Uh, it, completely different to Destiny or Destiny Two. It's much more in the vein of uh, Unreal Tournament or Quake Arena kind of first-person shooter. Really fast-paced. It's a bit more of a like a hero game in that you have sort of set classes that you pick to go into rather than choosing a loadout of weapons. You know, you have a character that you pick which has a specific weapon set and specific abilities. Um, so it's a bit more like an arena shooter as well. But I think that game comes out around about the 8th of August. Uh, so it's only available in about a week's time. But yeah, that's really fun. I don't think you got a chance to play it, did you, Dave? No, it's, um, I worked all weekend, so I was a bit, a bit disappointed because it looks interesting enough that I wanted to try it. Mm. 
Um, there was nothing else coming out in August, though, is there? So. Oh, you say that. You say that. There's one game that was going to come up later, which I'm really looking forward to, which comes out, uh, which does come out in August. July seemed a little bit light on, on games for PlayStation. Um, there was a couple that came out, but that, that came out across sort of multi-platform, um, like Sundered. That looks really cool. That's only just come out. Uh, I think Pyre came out as well. Another game which looks, which looks absolutely fantastic um, from Super Giant, the guys who made Transistor and Bastion. That's um, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, both of those, I would love to have say, I've played, but I haven't, because they've only just come out. I've got no money because it's the end of the month. So let's move into the news. No, we're not going to move into the news, are we? <laughs> I've missed out a very, very important section that we introduced in our last episode. Top games that you, Dave, should play. And obviously this was games that you should put on a list to get ready for your, your PlayStation 4 arriving. But now yeah. they can just be games that you can pick up whenever you like. Because you've got yeah. one. You can play them whenever you like. Uh, so, as we haven't got a guest, I, I know I chose a game last time, but we haven't got another guest with us so I'm going to propose another game uh, and I think it's probably or at least the fourth instalment of the game of the series is like quintessential PlayStation 4 playing uh, which is oh yeah, <laughs> what was that that was my uh, back to the future notification tone for text message nice nice yeah um so the, the, the game series we're going to talk about is Uncharted. And I think the, the game that you should play is actually the Uncharted Collection. Um, so you yeah. start right at the beginning. And you can see then how the first three games which came out on PlayStation 3, uh, how they have progressed and how the mechanics have been modified and refined uh, and ultimately going through to, to playing Uncharted 4. Um, which... I can't say is my favourite out of all of the games. I still think Uncharted 2 is the That's is the quite top a popular game. opinion, I, I think, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. I hear, I hear the second one is the best all the time, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I put four on par with three, I think. Uh, I, I loved them, absolutely loved them, um, but two just was just a step above them slightly. Uh, the first one, eh, it's a good starting point. It's good to see how the series began. Um, you know, great introduction to the characters. Definitely uh, one to play more for the narrative, I think, than for the yeah. um, I have gameplay. In, in the interest of transparency, I have tried the first one before. Mm. Um, it was years after it had come out, so you know it, it felt dated then. So I think... Not dated, but it wasn't very... You know, the controls didn't feel very fine-tuned. Um, I think I might whack the first one at easy, mm. just for the story, and, and get into two. Nice, nice. Good idea, good idea. Uh, the Uncharted Collection is a little bit of an odd one, because you can buy it uh, physically, and you get all three games. I think you can buy the Uncharted Collection digitally and get all three games, but you can also by the individual games on PSN as well. And, if you really wanted to, you could play them through PS Now, not as the you know, remastered, remastered versions, as the originals. Uh, so there's there's plenty of ways to be able to play these. Um, but I think the Uncharted Collection uh, is the, 
the definitive way. Get them all in a nice little package. They're slightly up-resed, remastered. So that's definitely one to uh, to add to your list, Dave, and to uh, to get onto. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Good. I'll give it a go. I don't think you can have a PlayStation and not have Uncharted, as you said. So it would be silly for me not to jump in there. Definitely, definitely. So. Good. Right. Let's move on to the news. I think the first thing we're going to talk about is probably the big controversial piece of news that came out this week, which we'll probably talk about for at least the next three hours, <laughs> uh, which is the, the PlayStation Plus price increase. <sighs> Much bemoaned, I think, uh, by everybody. I think I first heard about this from uh, an email that I got from PlayStation you know, telling me that the, the subscription price is going up. And if you pay for it, if you pay for your subscription yearly, which is the most cost-effective way to pay, it's going up from 39.99 to 49.99. Um, I actually pay quarterly, which is 14.99 currently, which for me is the most convenient way to pay. Um, but that's actually jumping up to 19.99 uh, for, a, for a quarter. Um, I believe the monthly is five ninety nine going up to six ninety nine. Yeah. So it appears that if you pay annually, you've got a ten pound price increase. If you pay quarterly, you've got a twenty pound price increase. If you pay monthly, you have a twelve pound price increase. Which sounds really bizarre. Yeah. So suddenly quarterly for me is okay it's convenient but why wouldn't i switch to monthly and save you know okay i'm only saving eight quid but that's you know a nice psn game uh, every year additionally as as someone who's just started up your your ps plus subscription how do you feel well i think I normally, when it comes to these sort of things, like with obviously, I'm, a, I'm an Xbox player as well, and I've got Xbox Live. Mm. I pay that. I pay that yearly. Yeah. Because I usually go for the most cost-effective way, as I mentioned before. <laughs> my my wages and that at the minute are pretty tied up, so I try to minimise as much cost everywhere else. Unfortunately, this month my Xbox Live runs out. And now I need a PlayStation Plus yearly sp- subscription because I only went for the the five ninety nine one last month until I got paid this month to buy the year. Right. So I mean, I'm I've still got time to grab the thirty nine ninety nine one. Yep. But now I'm questioning whether I'm going to even have a PlayStation Plus subscription. Mm, mm. Not not mainly because it's only going up by a tenner because in the long run, ten pounds. It's not a massive difference. No, it's not. No. When I haven't been paying it already. So, like, really, the, the thirty nine ninety nine is not something I'm used to anyway. Um, but I can see I can see why long-time subscribers are, are a bit sort of up in arms almost about it. Yeah, I, th- I think people get annoyed because they don't see any improvement to the service. Uh, you know, people have cried about the, the, the games, the free games that you get. I say free games. The, the games that you get through the service uh, monthly that we haven't had any really big sort of AAA games for a while. 
uh, it, obviously arguably until dawn um, is the first big game to sort of come out on the service for a little while um, but for me I mean I have tried almost every uh, game that's come out on the subscription service I I use it like no end you know it, it's definitely reduced the amount of money I spend on games okay some of these games are a year 18 months old uh, some of them actually come out as the you know as they're released, such as Rocket League. Yeah, exactly. And Sony, I fucking put so many hours into Rocket League. That would be one of those games that we recommend to go onto your list if it wasn't available on every other system I, possibly. Yeah, everywhere. I've every person in the whole world which has any kind of gaming platform has already played it. Yeah, um, but you you get gems like that. I mean, you get things like Until Dawn, uh, and one of our uh, news pieces in a moment is going to be the, the games that are coming out for for the month of August. And I probably argue that there's a little more value this month than there has been. So, if they continue to bring out, you know, slightly better made games, maybe not sort of smaller, you know, indie six hour experiences, you're getting games that. You can, you know, you could comfortably play for a, a couple of weeks, you know, even if you played them sort of regularly every every couple of nights or so. That might go a little way to uh, to justifying this increase. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll happily pay more. I, I, I don't, you know, my only experience with PlayStation Plus games so far has been Until Dawn, and I can't even remember what the other ones were this month. Although I have downloaded them ready to try, so I don't know. You know, I've I've not got this. Uh, problem with their quality because I've not experienced their quality. I've, I like the, the look of some of the new ones at this month. Mm. So if if this is means that I'm going to get more AAA games, then yeah, I don't mind paying an extra tenner. I think I'd rather have better games and pay that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know whether I'm going to take that gamble. You know, because I know a lot of people are stacking theirs because you can you can stack them, can't you? You can, you can. You could buy you, know, you could buy, buy a, a year now, exactly. Now. Yeah. But I don't know if it's if it's a service I'm going to keep using for the next six months, let alone because I don't, the online aspect of it. I don't really see myself playing games on the PlayStation online that mm, often mm. because the games are. I mean, I'm predominantly a single player gamer anyway. Um, with the exception of Destiny, and I'm getting out on a different platform. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. I think I primarily play my my multiplayer games on PlayStation. Um, Adel and I have sunk a lot of hours into Battlefield One, um, which we were playing, you know, on PlayStation. So I use it for the multiplayer as well. Okay, you you didn't have to have a subscription on PlayStation Three to be able to play multiplayer. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and arguably, whilst it was on PlayStation Three. You've got some better quality games, things like Borderlands 2, which I still think is one of the best PlayStation Plus games that's, um, that's come out on the service. Uh, but uh, I think for me, if, if it does, in, you know, if the games do increase slightly in quality, great. But I think I might change to a monthly price and, and reconfigure it so it goes into my, my monthly budget because I'm only paying an extra £12. A year then, rather than the twenty pounds I'll be paying. Um, and you can always opt out. Exactly. Well. Exactly. If one month is a load of games you're not interested. You know, if you're going to play it that month, then you can just save yourself the bloody six, seven quid, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Precisely. I think I might do the same. Nice. Nice. Um, it leads us into our next news story, 
which kind of isn't really news, it's more of a, a, a rumour. With the PlayStation Plus increase, it might be hiding some things about PlayStation Now. Um, so there's a, there's a PS4 update, which is update 5, which some people have sort of had a look at and got into. And along with some advertising on the PlayStation Plus part of the store for PlayStation Now, believe that Now games might be coming to PlayStation Plus. It's a bit of an odd one. Does this mean that I'm going to have on PlayStation 4 a larger amount of games to be able to jump into? Does it mean that I'm going to have PlayStation Now, you know, that, that £10 a year or £12 a year, depending on how I'm paying, pays for PlayStation Now? Which doesn't seem feasible because PlayStation Now is like £12 a month as it is. So, well, what do you think, Dave? What do you think? PlayStation Now coming to PlayStation Plus? See, if I was Sony and I was about to announce a price increase, take in mind this price increase is just for Europe, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's right. Yeah. For the so power regions. I don't, exactly. I don't know if I would increase the price in only one territory, have the backlash, and then announce that actually it's because it's going to include this, this other service. That seems a bit weird to me. I would announce the increase at, because of it together. Yes. So that you, yeah. you're, you're hitting that spearhead straight on. Mm. So that seems a bit of an odd choice if that is what's happening. Um, but the other side of the coin, this could be a response to... I don't know, I keep breaking up Xbox. You're going to have to get used to it. Um, it's a good comparison to bring up. Xbox Live's... You know, Xbox's games with golds, which is their version of this, this, you know, PlayStation Plus games. You get your Xbox game for the month, you get two, and then you get two Xbox 360 games, but they're always backwards compatible. So you're effectively getting four games a month. Yeah, yeah. For, and I know that you do get that with PlayStation Plus for certain games, just not all of them. Mm, you do get some cross-platform games, maybe something that's, um, that's coming out you for know, the Vita, but it's also available yeah. on PS4, yeah. So they could be doing a similar thing. I mean, um, I forgot his name already, even though we literally talked about it. Yeah, Tidux. Tidux, yeah. yes. He, he's saying that it could be um, two games from the surface rather than the actual service. That I could see, excuse me, as being more likely. Yes, yeah, very much. And, it, you know, that could encourage people to then be like, well, these work really well as a streaming game. I, I'm, I'm more interested in checking out PlayStation Now as a service. The, the main reason I think this is not going to happen is is the price. What, where would where would the merit be in £12 extra a month from your PlayStation Plus subscribers, but you're losing the potential £12 a month they would be playing? So you're gaining £12 a year, but you're losing, you know, 11 months of, of the same yeah, amount. Yeah, about £130, £132 a year. I, I can't see that likely. So unless it's a, you know, a, a one or two titles... A month, mm, rather mm. than the actual complete service, then I just think it's quite an unlikely rumor. Yeah, and it'd be interesting as well because we suggested in the last episode that you know PlayStation now suddenly had a load of PlayStation Four games coming to it as well. Would this be restricted to any? You know, would if it's two games, are they going to pick like the backlog of of PlayStation Three games? 
could it include PlayStation 4 games? But why would they include that as part of the PlayStation not, Now yeah. streaming game rather than just the free PlayStation Plus game? So there's got to be, if there's any credence to this, there's going to have to be some very specific ground rules about exactly what's going to be included. As their PlayStation Now games, you would imagine that it's through the service that they will be streamable rather than downloadable, as the PlayStation Plus games are. Is this going to replace, say, uh, you know, the free PlayStation 3 games that people are getting? So suddenly anyone with a PlayStation 3 that hasn't upgraded to a 4 doesn't get free games anymore. So are they going to lose a load of people, you know, their subscriptions there? To be honest, though, I mean, the people that are still playing on PlayStation 3 and subscribing to PlayStation Plus must be quite a small amount now, I would imagine. I'd love to see the numbers. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see numbers, especially but, of, of PlayStation Now as well, to see how many subscribers yeah. they actually have. But I can't, I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine them, you know, supporting the PlayStation 3 indefinitely. No. So there, there will be a time where eventually that, you know, they will be shutting down their support through PlayStation Plus. I mean, I'm surprised that their support for the Vita is still going. They've abandoned it in every other aspect. Uh, it's still, still massive in Japan. Yeah, that's all it's got going for. I mean, I loved my Vita. May it rest in peace because mm. it broke. <laughs> still upset about it. And I might get another one because I'd like, the, you know, the, the game streaming at home sounds great. Yes. But yeah, um, I can't imagine there'd be many people on the PlayStation 3. I could see, I could definitely see them sacrificing those to you know put those games elsewhere speaking of of playstation plus games uh the games for august were announced they will be available when you listen to us uh the big games these are quite big games both games that i haven't played it's just cause three which isn't that old how old's just cause less than a year old right uh well i don't know i think it's a bit more than that is it is it uh, I don't remember. December 2015. Is it so. really? Yeah. Bloody hell. I remember it coming out, a lot of people liked it. Yeah, yeah. I always meant to get around to trying it, so I'm quite happy because I've not played this one yet. No, I haven't either. I haven't. Uh, and the other sort of, or at least the other PlayStation 4 game coming out uh, is Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which was the standalone expansion to Black Flag. Black Flag is one of the series' better games. So right. Let me correct you. It is the series' best game. Yeah, nice, nice. Is it? Is it? Is it better than two? I don't know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, Pirates, Ben. Yeah, I know. Pirates. Pirates fucking awesome. Freedom Cry, I've not tried this. It'll be really interesting to see. So we're getting, uh, you know, on PlayStation 4, one big sort of open-world, destructive, 80s sort of action game. And then something which is maybe a little bit shorter, which is maybe a bit more narrative-driven. Uh, still uh, still open-world, I would imagine, as it's an it Assassin's is. Creed uh, game. So you, you basically get the same map that you get from Black Flag. Mm. Um, whole new story, whole new protagonist that was featured in the so he's a sort of side character from Black Flag, okay. if I remember correctly. Um, it's great. It's really good, uh, Freedom Crime. I really enjoyed it. I, I played it on the 360, so I'm looking forward to playing it again. This will give me an excuse to play it again. Yeah, yeah, and you can you can have a direct comparison with last gen to new gen as well. Yeah, so. um, yeah, it's just a great game. It's a it's a really solid. Uh, I mean, if you love Black Flag, it is more of the same. Mm. 
and obviously it's going to feel quite similar because it's it's just, I, I I can't remember if there was extra areas that weren't in the first one in, in Black Flag, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's really good. Nice, nice. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, there, Obviously, there are other games coming out still. Um, there's That's You, which is uh, on PS4 again, which was also available last month, um, which is a sort of more of a social uh, couch co-op game where actually you use your phones to do uh, a lot of the gameplay uh, rather than having to have, you know, loads of controllers. You can get your friends around and... and and play that. There's Super Motherload, which is a PS3 title. Snake Ball, which is a PS3 title. Downwell, which I think is cross-platform. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yeah, it's a Vita game. Um, I've had it on on my PC for for a while. That game's been out for a little while, and that is fantastic. I love Downwell. It's it's one of those quick run-through. Um, you know, you've got your uh, start again button. So you can just keep playing and keep playing and keep playing constantly. And you will die a lot in Downwell. It's essentially, a, you're a character and you jump down a well. And it's sort of vertical traversing uh, to get further and further down. Um, nice shooting mechanics. Nice platforming. It's, it's a great little game. And the final one is Level 22, which is for Vita, which I've never heard of. Also playable on PlayStation 4. Oh, nice. So, actually, you're getting... Five PlayStation Four games this month. Yeah, which you can't complain at. No, no, I, I definitely won't. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Probably just Cause because I've always wanted to try. I, I keep seeing crazy videos on on Reddit and whatnot of people, you know, attaching bombs and jetpacks to cows and things. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping in that and trying out the crazy physics. I know nothing about the story or the game itself, mm, mm. so. I just want to try the, you know. Yeah. I, I, I love trying to break game physics, so that was a good sandbox game to get into. It does, it does. I think I'm in exactly the same boat. Just something to uh, to fuck around on, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, over maybe a slightly more serious and mechanically strict game in uh, in Freedom Cry. So it's a it's a good sort of two games against each other, really. Uh, yeah. So yeah, a, a good selection this month. Um. So. We've had a price increase, but what about a price decrease? Now, this, again, is more rumours, and it actually relates, I think, a little bit more to uh, America than it does to uh, to the UK and, the, and Europe. But Michael Pachter, the infamous analyst, uh, who we spoke about last episode as well, actually, um, has come out saying that he believes that in the holiday there's going to be a price reduction to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro by about $50. So that would drop the PS4 down to $249 and the Pro down to $349. Um, and at the moment, I would imagine if that is going to come across here, uh, I think dollars and euro are very comparative at the moment, aren't they? So it'll probably be a 50 euro decrease. But even though it'd be less money it's probably going to be a 50 pound decrease uh, in the uk as well uh, it's normally just the way that they sort of that they work it um but uh, pacts are essentially saying that you know there's uh, playstation haven't got a, a, a very strong lineup of first party games coming out for the holiday with gran turismo sport being the the big one um, which is coming out in october 
But that kind of almost goes right up against uh, Forza Motorsport 7, which is coming out for the Xbox One X, isn't it? At the holiday. Yeah. So that you know, by Sony dropping their price, it's it, in the states at least. Um, if you buy a PlayStation 4 Pro and they drop their price, it would be $150 less than the new Xbox One X. And, okay, they're not, you know, side-by-side machines. There are differences between the two. But that's quite a lot of money to save um, to kind of take that next step forward if you haven't already upgraded your system. I think it's likely. Mm. I think it's really likely. We always see sales and cuts around Christmas time. We do, Um, we do. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Everyone wants to be the the number one console at, at, at holiday. Yeah. So I think I think the Switch might be uh, in with a chance of being the number one because because everyone wants one of those, don't they? I think they do. And by the holiday, there'll be a lot of games out for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can really see this being a, a reality. Yeah. Um, Maybe not the, the prices over here, but um, yeah, definitely. Mm, mm. I think it's one of those that, uh, it's not on our news list, but there's a, a load of um, FIFA bundles coming out for PlayStation. You know, I think it's you know FIFA and the console, um, the console, the game, and an additional controller, the Pro and an additional controller in the game. And so I think there's about five or six different bundles coming out which have aligned themselves with FIFA. So whether we see a reduction on that, you know, it's a slightly better deal than maybe the um, you know the Glacier White Destiny uh, deal that we chatted about in the last episode. In the run up to sort of in the run up to Christmas, because FIFA is quite a big game. It's a big release. A yeah. lot of people pick FIFA up. So to try and tempt people in, drop the price just a little more, and get people to maybe upgrade to the Pro, get FIFA, get another controller as well in there. Maybe they're spending a little bit more money than actually they would have done. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, and as you say, if you if you're a PlayStation player that was considering an Xbox One X, and you haven't got a PlayStation Pro, and all of a sudden one's a couple of hundred cheaper, you know, I can see you trade your PS4 in, and all of a sudden you can get a Pro for much less than you anticipate. I can see why you'd want to do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd consider it for for a game like FIFA. I don't know why you'd want to go for the PS Pro because you know, what's it going to do? Increase increase the amount of players on the pitch not really yeah i don't know i don't know a few more fans in the stadium perhaps yeah you know but hey <laughs> a little bit of variation on them i not, not my game not my sort of no game. no not for me either it wouldn't be the fifa bundle that, that brought me in but i've noticed that my um my disc drive in the ps4 is starting to make a little bit of a noise um, yeah. so i think around about the holiday time for me it's going to be time to um to either get a new machine or uh, or maybe upgrade. We'll see how well I do for Christmas, perhaps. Um, so let's move on to a game that we're probably not going to stay long talking about because we breezed over it in our last episode. Um, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was in first place in the UK charts again. That's crazy. Uh, it's how is this game doing so well? Uh I, I, I would have said nostalgia, but surely nostalgia is not carrying it to number one each year, each week. No, no. Um, more surprisingly, is it? Um, it actually in the UK beat Splatoon two, uh, and Splatoon two did much better than Splatoon did in its first week of sales. 
so you can't really blame Splatoon 2 on the you know lack of consoles out there. I'd imagine Splatoon 2 has quite a large attach rate to to the to the Switch. But is it just is it just a lack of, of games coming out maybe in the last few weeks? It must be. I mean, third place this week is Grand Theft Auto 5. I know it's <laughs> a, a common joke that Grand Theft Auto always sits in the top 10, but I mean, yeah, it must be a mixture of your nostalgia. We don't get many, you know, I'd say child-friendly. Apparently it's really difficult, but, you know, those those 3D platformers of old, we don't get many of them anymore. So younger Gamers are going to be more interested in it, even the ones that don't have the nostalgia. Um, and the lack of, I think it's just the perfect storm to create, you know, Crash Bandicoot sitting at number one yeah. for another week. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it's time is probably up, though, um, because we've got a couple of, uh, of good games coming out uh, soon. We shall see. We shall see. Well, the first one I want to talk about, fuck Crash Bandicoot, he's gone. He's gone. His last, he's July's news. Uh, the first game coming out, which uh, released a trailer, and actually had some some quite odd tech news as well come out for it, is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, um, which is a PlayStation 4 console exclusive, because uh, it comes out on PC as well. Uh, if you've got uh, GOG um, as a, as a, a PC um, platform, uh, you'll know that they've been advertising it quite heavily. Great, nice that games do come out on a, on a range of platforms. But the the trailer for this game looks absolutely phenomenal. Very very um, dreary though, wasn't it? <laughs> it is very it dreary. A, it wasn't a colourful trailer. It wasn't it? Wasn't a, it wasn't Crash Bandicoot? No, no, completely different kind of game. But Hellblade is from Ninja Theory previously uh, Heavenly Sword and Enslaved in Odyssey to the West developers. I loved Enslaved. Enslaved's fantastic, yeah. Heavenly it's Sword just... is good as well. I've never played that one. Okay. This is, it's just, I might think this is like a spiritual successor, isn't it? Maybe, maybe. I do know that when this game sort of first came out, the, the lead character looked a little like one of the supporting characters from Heavenly Sword. Um, so there's a bit of yeah. comparison there, but I don't think they're related at all. Or at least not in what I've seen. Um, but the tech news behind this is that on PlayStation 4 Pro, Hellblade will allow you to choose between either a higher resolution or a higher frame rate of, of 60 frames per second. Uh, so I assume it's a higher resolution, maybe at 30, um, or a lower yeah. resolution at 60. But it, it's interesting that we're getting these options now on, on console games. I, I cannot think of any other console game which has allowed you to do this. No. It, you know, it's, it's obviously been a, a, an option for, for PC gamers, and if you're worried about that kind of thing, you probably do game on PC rather than, rather than picking one of the consoles up. But I think it's, it's great that developers are having the freedom to be able to do this on, on consoles. Yeah, uh, it's great. Um, I mean, I assume what we saw was running on ultra settings on a PC. Oh, cool, yeah, it yeah. amazing. You know, I mean, uh, the trailer itself didn't show off too much gameplay, but it, it was a, it was a good looking game. But it is interesting to see these options popping up on the PS. I, I assume that would only be the PS Pro version. It as is, well. yeah, it is just yeah. the, the PS Pro version. Um, would have been nice to have the higher res and the sixty frames per second, but we can't have everything. Eh? No. No, you can't. 
Um, Not always. Yeah. I'd like to see it running. I'd like to see a side by side. I'm not really, I'm not really a graphics whore, but I do appreciate it when it does look really nice. I would like to see it running the different settings side by side of each other to see which, you know, what looks better. What, would I sacrifice the, the frames per second for for higher resolution? Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's not something I ever come across. I do PC game, but I usually PC game older games. I'm still playing Fallout Three, <laughs> which looks like gash even on the ultra setting. Oh dear, that's fine though. You're you're allowed to you're allowed to have sort of your uh, your systems for for different reasons, I suppose. I think I use yeah. my my PC is much more of a um, sort of an indie gaming machine, really. Um, there's a couple of games, a couple of older games like uh, Mad Max and things that I'm playing on on my PC, um, but it's not sort of like the, a graphical powerhouse. Um, I use it much more for work than I do for gaming. You know, I'm the same. I, I pick up sort of the new games that are coming out on PlayStation. So if I do get a pro, it will be interesting to know that I, you know, maybe have started to having a, a, a bit more choice in the way I want to experience. Um, experience this might sound a bit, a bit like me being a, a console peasant, which I'm not because my PC is actually, you know, a reasonable rig. And Whenever I have multiple settings to choose from, I end up tweaking and playing with the settings more than I do the bloody game. <laughs> because I'm, I, I get a bit of FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. If I have it on this setting, am I going to be missing out on it? Looking, you know, it, to, if you give me too many settings, I start getting a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a simple man, you know. I, I liked my NES because you put the cartridge in and played it. Yeah, yeah. You know, no save but, states. You just yeah. start from the beginning and just have to get through as far as possible. Well, no, actually, that sounds fucking awful thinking about it because Super Mario 3 is hard <laughs> as fuck. So, yeah, no, um, I do. I'm not. All joking aside, it is nice to see the options to sort of play your game a bit more how you want it. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice is coming out uh, this month. Um, it's going to be one of the games that I pick up this month, definitely. Um, I've been really looking forward to this. The developers have put out a lot of. Like developer diaries um, during the game's development, so I've seen a lot of this game and how it's been made. So uh, you know, nice to get sort of behind the curtain on something and then to um, to experience the final product. Uh, but another game coming out this month, which also got a an extended gameplay trailer, um, is Uncharted 4: Lost Legacy. And this looks, I mean, it's probably going to be picked up. Uh, uh, by me this month as well. I think these are going to be sort of my two purchases this month. Busy month for you. Yeah, yeah, especially with the uh, the PlayStation Plus games. Um, I don't think Lost Legacy is coming out until t- the end of the month, around about the 22nd. Yeah, 22nd of August, uh, Lost Legacy is coming out. Oh, it's not called Uncharted for the Lost Legacy. It's just called Uncharted the Lost Legacy, which is very interesting, not associating itself with Uncharted 4 as such. I think that's a clever choice. Yeah. Because, you know, it is more of a standalone game, isn't it? I mean, I, as we established earlier, I don't really know the Uncharted series that well anyway. Mm, mm. Um, if it was called Uncharted 4 Lost Legacy, I definitely wouldn't have got it until I'd at least finished Uncharted 4. Sure. But Uncharted Lost Legacy, I might do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that makes sense. Definitely, it's moved away from from Nathan Drake, and it, it's uh, I, I believe you're playing as Chloe. I don't think there's any difference. I think you're Chloe the whole way through, um, or for, at least from the gameplay that I've seen. Um, you know, one of the characters in the Uncharted universe. 
the, the trailer showed us a bit of like open world gameplay, which would be a first, yeah, world. a first for Uncharted. Very interesting choice uh, to make, rather than the you know the quite expansive but very directed levels uh, of Uncharted. Um, we got a little bit of of open world in Uncharted Four on on part of it when you go to the island. That maybe only gave you a couple of ways to actually get to the next point rather than being able to approach what you needed to do sort of in any way you wanted, in any order that you wanted, which this kind of suggests you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty though, isn't it? It is, yeah. Very pretty, very pretty. And it, it, it being a Naughty Dog game, you know that it's going to be well-written, uh, well-made, well-acted. Naughty Dog being, at least for me, one of the top developers uh, at the moment. So, yeah. If anything, it's inspired me more to 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 bang out the Uncharted trilogy a lot quicker than I probably would have done, mm. um, because it looks really interesting. Uh, the only thing I thought the dialogue between them was a bit off. I don't know if that was just me. Like, I don't know the characters at all. Like, I have no prior experience with either of them the way she was talking in the tower whilst picking the different directions was a bit yeah yeah forced I, I guess it had to for the sake of the trailer you know a bit of exposition it, it was uh, and there's another fortress I think I'll mark that one with it it was a bit like would would that be a conversation you would have with yourself otherwise probably not it depends where but, it comes in the game I think um, yeah. because it showed maybe a little bit of, of sarcastic frustration which Uncharted is very good at doing. You know, Nathan Drake has, has always been sort of like the most sarcastic uh, protagonist in, in any game. Um, so maybe it's taking that kind of slightly frustrated comical tone, I suppose. And, you know, Uncharted's full of temples and forts and things like that. So it might have been a dig at the series itself as well. You know, she says and goes, oh, another fort. Yeah, in the the big door opens and shows it's it to any, you. It's only a minor like. It's not even a complaint. It's just something I've, I was thinking at the time of watching the trailers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. The opening of any trailer sort of is the thing that often sticks with you. So it kind of I think maybe sets the tone perhaps uh, yeah. for what you're going to experience. It's nice that the the two probably biggest games on the PlayStation this month are female led as well. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even picked uh, up on that. Yeah, I did notice with with Hellblade, obviously. Is, how do you say that? Senua? Yes, Senua. I think yeah. it's Senua, yeah. We're well, assuming it's Senua and, and now these two. Um, do you think going forward now Uncharted's going to drop the numbers and we're just going to have Uncharted, colon, Explorer? Perhaps not colon, Explorer. I don't know. I think it's going to take a bit of a break. I think... We'll get this and Naughty Dog move into um, The Last of Us 2 development and, and ramp that up. And that is, you know, maybe a 2019 game. No, no, it's coming out next year, like beginning of uh, this year. I'm not waiting until yeah. 2019. Yeah. For God's sake. Um, so, yeah, that's I, a good point. Yeah, good I, think point. They'll, I think they'll let it rest for a little while. Whether it then, you know, you know does come out and it is Uncharted, you know, subtitle would be very interesting um just don't have a because you know uncharted one two three and four tell the story of nathan drake so if you want to tell lots of different little stories and focus in on a completely different character 
each time. That is definitely the way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So an interesting take. Good. Um, so another long-running series, uh, God of War, at least God of War 4, had a lot of news uh, come out. We're not going to talk about all of it. Uh, you can go to Games Radar, um, where this was reported, to actually take a look at all of the information um, coming out on God of War 4. But the thing I wanted to pick up on was that there's a slight change in direction. Um, it's not just the mindless hack and slash of the God of Wars of old. There's a little bit more going on with narrative. And uh, they've come out saying that that has been done specifically because God of War doesn't sell as well in Europe as it does everywhere else. And that more narrative-driven games sell better in Europe. So they're trying... That's because we've got no friends. <laughs> we just want single-player experiences. We're just lonely people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was uh, Jim Ryan, um, who had an interview with Glixel. Um, coming out saying uh, saying that it was to address the poor European sales figures. So I think that's really interesting that it's not just another God of War game, that they're actually doing something slightly different with it. Uh, and it's not just narrative, they've actually changed how close the camera is to Kratos as well to let the environment do a little bit more storytelling uh, than it just being... Um, you know, Kratos giving a one-liner, fucking and someone, then, and then going yeah. to kill a god. You know, it's it's maybe a bit more of a mature game uh, as well, which kind of matches uh, Kratos carting about his son, uh, which is a really interesting take to have a game kind of evolve in that way. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Is this because uh, one of the things that they've added now is is an XP based yeah um, upgrade system it? upgrades yeah. So that plus a more narrative-driven game makes it sound like it's it's going more RPG-esque than it has been in the past. My experience with God of War has mainly been the PSP versions. I will admit. Okay. I did play. I did play the first one a long time ago. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I. I. This makes me more interested. Having more of a narratively-driven game. I think the world's quite fascinating. Anyway, the work of the previous games. I. I always. I like mythology i love greek mythology i like norse mythology so i'm definitely it's definitely on my radar and this just just pushes it up that bit further yeah i've i've always played the god of war games um like at friends houses i've never owned a god of war game um it, they've always been oh should we just stick this on for sort of 20 minutes and just you know have a have Beat a things up. yeah yeah just have a bit of a, a hack session uh you know you might do a level for a friend and then you you know play something else uh, so this is definitely um, getting me more excited for it, and it might be the first God of War game that I actually. Well, it probably will be the first God of War game that I buy. Um, I, I'm hoping that this is one that you can jump in on rather than having to have the free games plus spin-offs. Yeah, because yeah. I I don't feel like replaying the previous ones like I do with Uncharted, mainly because they're not that story driven. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just proving him right. <laughs> it makes us sound so uh, up ourselves, doesn't it? It's not sophisticated for us. It's, it's not no, it's not not sophisticated enough. enough. Exactly. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like beating up giant monsters, popping eyeballs out, and all that. I like ultra violence in games. It's great, but 
if I can read the synopsis of the game in two minutes because there's not much of it, then I'll probably just do that instead. Yeah, yeah, it's very I enough. might one day grab God of War 3 Remastered. I have been, it does come up on sale quite a lot. Yeah, it's on sale. It was in the, the summer sale this time, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I was I'm in an hour about it, but I ultimately decided not to. But that's not to say I won't. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And it might be just a good way to familiarise yourself a little bit. Uh, when this one's coming around a bit closer and we've got a, a more definitive release date that that's not going to get pushed back or anything, then I'll definitely definitely look at whether or not I will revisit the old games first. Yeah, well, the, the article on GamesRadar did say that we have a release window, which is early 2018. I'm not taking that just yet. No, I'm not, but I think PlayStation have shifted I think we spoke about this in the last episode that, that PlayStation are putting out their first party, their big games in the first sort of five, six months of the year and allowing, you know, the third parties, all of the shooters, the sports games that come out, allowing all of those to, you know, push the systems and, and provide sort of sales in the latter half of the year and leading up to, to the holiday. Which has worked because, um, you know, we've had Horizon yep. this year, which I've obviously not played yet, which is definitely on my list, don't worry. Um, that sold really well. So that strategy does work. So yeah, maybe this is next year's Horizon sort of. Weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we've had some we've had some big sort of Game of the Year contenders in like Persona 5 and Neo. Uh, uh, on my list. I've not bought a console, I've bought a backlog. Yeah, essentially you have, yeah, yeah. All, all you need now is time. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, um, when you get that? I have no idea. Um. I'm running out of it very quickly. Um, I, I think that's maybe one of the reasons I, I'm quite interested in the God of War game. Because I now have a small human that I have to cart around everywhere and look after. I'd like to know how that would be if I had trolls and Norse gods sort of on my back constantly. So I do like the... Um... I do like this concept, of it, which is weird because, you know, in days of Resident Evil 4, having oh. a companion used to drive me nuts. But uh, it worked quite well in uh, going back to Naughty Dog with The Last of Us. Yeah, and Ellie. it did. It did. You know, that that, that was great. And, and um, oh, another game we brought up was uh, Ninja Fury again, which is Enslaved. Oh, yes. Oh. And I. When it's done right, having a companion makes me more connected to the character I'm playing as and obviously the companion than if it's just, you know, your standard angry man with red war paint. Yeah, makes sense. So, it makes sense. It's, it's, it helps with that more narrative focus. Because you're more relatable. So that's it for all of the notable news this week. We're not going to talk about the absurdity of Revolver Ocelot now being playable in Metal Gear Solid Five. Other than me mentioning it now, um, yeah. So that's it's a lot of news to take in. I'm glad we're only doing this every other week. Yeah, it works. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Good. So uh, we have been out of the crossfire for another week, Dave. If people want to uh, to add to your list of games to play, how do they do that? You can add me on all the things except Twitter at meatyfishman89. Twitter's just that meatyfishman. Don't ask me why. Um, so definitely shoot me messages with your backlogs of things I should bloody get round to playing. Tell me if I should replay God of War or not. <laughs> Please say not, because I've 
not got the time to play them. Um, yeah, yeah. And definitely listen to the Destiny 2 on the test episode that went up uh, last week. Yes, at the weekend on a Saturday, so some of you may have may have missed it, depending on if you subscribe to the Outlives uh, podcast feed or not. Uh, if you want to talk to all of us, we are out of the X fire on Twitter. And you don't spell it cross, you spell it with an X on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. Uh, I'm also that on PlayStation, where you can come and play Battlefield 1 with me, or Lawbreakers when it comes out, or you know, plenty of other multiplayer games that I dabble in every now and again. Uh, and remember, you can go to outlives.net to listen to us, listen to old episodes uh, featuring Adam, Meta, Jimmy, Lee, Paul, who else was on there? Lucy, Adol, I was on there. You know, hundreds of other episodes, hundreds, tens of. Uh, you can go and listen to uh, the Tanked Up podcast, which I'm on. Um, you can listen to old episodes of Out of Lives podcast, which Dave used to feature in heavily. I did. I used to present it at one point. but you did? Yeah. That's... Uh... That was many moons ago. It wasn't. It was like six months ago. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I am actually also streaming Fortnite this week on Tuesday on Mixer, but you can watch that on the computer if you don't want to do it on your PlayStation. So, yeah, if you're interested in Fortnite, you can come check that out Tuesday evening. Nice. Follow me on Twitter, then you'll know about it. Good, uh, good. The Meaty Fish Man. Have you, got a, have you got a team of people you're playing with? Playing with Bob. X out Aliva and possibly Kev also X out Aliva if Kev ever gets off Minecraft. <laughs> oh no, is that what he's playing? Yep, he, he's become a Minecraft monster. Oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Oh well, we'll leave it there then for a week. Um, okay. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys. Thanks. Cheers.